Hello. Welcome to an evil little podcast. I am Dr. Feelgood, Michael. And over there's my lovely assistant, Nurse Julia. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I love about this new uh, podcast recording console thing we have? Hmm. I can turn it on with my foot. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So I can just lay back on this couch, leech over, click. And we're podcasting. Well, that is definitely a plus. It is a huge plus. Um, say something again, dear. That is definitely right. a plus. Good. Maybe move the mic a little closer to your face. If you can. Maybe move your face a little closer to the mic. Can um, I have another pillow? Yeah. Ready? Here it comes. <gasps> okay. I threw it at Uh-oh. your feet so it wouldn't hit the microphone. So we're over at the ranch. We got ourselves a little fire, a fake fire going. And, you know, I was listening to, a, oh, I was listening to another podcast the other day. It's called Ologies with Allie Ward. It's really good. And she interviews like scientists, uh, you know, thus a biologist or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Physiologist, et cetera. So the other day she was interviewing a, Pyrotechnologist, I think is what it is. Now, if I were to say pyrotechnologist, what would you think of? Someone who sets fires. Okay. Sure. Um, they did the, I'm sure they do set fires. They don't necessarily have to. It's someone who studies the technology of fire um, throughout history. And I guess this guy has a lab at uh, Harvard. But he travels all over to historical sites and um, they study fire-making tools that they find, how fire was represented in art, what it was used for, blah, blah, blah. Because the ability to start a fire and control a fire and control the temperature of the fire and keep it steady for a long time is key to a lot of technological improvements. Right? Because you can't make certain metals, you can't melt certain ceramics, you can't do these certain things unless you can get a fire up to, you know, a certain temperature and keep it there for a while. It's kind of like how uh, we always uh, uh, learn in true crime stuff about burning bodies is harder than you think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's too, you have to get the fire so hot. There's always like so, a bunch of bones left over. And oh, yeah. They just can't burn it all because it's just. People's belongings. It's just too, it's just, it, it, the temperature required to cremate a body is just too, way too high. Uh, what temperature is it? Uh, well, let's see here. I'm not going to say S-I-R-I out loud because that'll cause someone's, you know, phone or whatever. Or, hey, Google. Sorry. Um, Okay, so what is it? What is the temperature? (laughs) For cremating a body. I just wrote H-W-H-T-I-Z. What is? (laughs) I can't. My fingers are so bad at this. God dang it. What is? Go ahead. People don't know about you and your shaky hands. Oh, my shaky hands are the worst. What did Elliot say to you about your shaky hands the other day? Um, I don't know. What did he say? He said like, oh, poor dad, something or other. Uh, well, here's an article called Six Cremation Myths Debunked. <laughs> okay. Um, Cremation involves lighting the body on fire. No. Oh, here's let me just read this. Uh, one of the most misguided cremation myths is that the bodies are set on fire. The cremation process uses flames to create extreme heat in a specially designed furnace. During the cremation process, the furnace, also called a retort, reaches temperatures around. Okay, now here it is. I'm going to give you uh, three guesses, hun. Okay. The temperature a thousand degrees. 
Okay. I was going to give you choices, but you take your three guesses like this. No. Okay. Higher. Uh, 2,000 degrees. Okay. Lower. 1,650 degrees. I like your strategy. It's 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. The heat in the furnace reduces the body to gases and oh. bone fragments. By the way, speaking of which, this. Wait a minute. Which are then placed in an electric processor, which converts them to ashes. At no point oh. is the body set on fire. Yes. What are you going to say? Did you hear? I was reading in People magazine like last month about this new fangled way that you can, when you pass away, they can take care of your remains. And apparently it is like you become fertilizer. Have you heard about that? Kind of. I mean, I've heard a lot of different things. I've huh. heard the whole thing where they bury you with a tree to this, grow. No, this wasn't then that. I, is this, what do they do? Do they chop you up and like a... Like a tree chipper? No. Oh, wait. They let you rot for a long time. Yeah. I think they like spin you and let you rot for a long time. And then... <laughs> what do you mean spin you? I'm pretty sure they like put you in a thing so they can spin you around. <laughs> What's the purpose of that? I don't know. Maybe to mix up the gases or something. Mix up the gas. <laughs> so wait, you've been... <laughs> You what? You mix up the gases? Well, I don't know, but they apparently they do that and they do whatever it is for like <clears throat> nine months or something. And then you just become fertilizer and then someone can put you in their garden. Somebody, they just sell it like human remains? No, no. The, like the the loved ones. Oh. And it's cheaper than cremation. Well, let's look this up. What is it called? Or you can't remember. It's called... I don't know. Turning? This is so weird. Uh, what, your corpse? Yeah, I really don't know how you would Google search for I'm, that. I'm searching it as turning your corpse into fertilizer. Except I spelled... I, I'm so bad at this. I didn't write turning your corpse. I wrote turning liternin... Your corrose into fertilizer, turning your corpse into fertilizer. There we go. Okay. Inside the machine that will turn your co corpse into compost. See? Uh, what each, does it say? Doesn't it turn you? It it well, it's a giant. Um, it, it's around a three-story tall concrete silo for turning ashes to ashes and dust to fertilizer. Uh, when do you die? Do you want to be buried or cremated? If the architect Katrina Spade gets her urban death project to work, you might have a third option, compost. Um, okay, so the first one opens in 2023 in Seattle. Mm -hmm. It'll be an airy spiritual place. Of course, in Seattle. Yeah. Where, this is from Wired Magazine, by the way. Um, Du, 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 part funeral home, part memorial, and part public park. It doesn't say there's a turny thing that I can see. You know, this is just too long of an article, so I, I have to read this. Uh, maybe I'll talk about it next week. But um, what do you want done when you die? Do you want to be a, what do you want? Rot in the ground, turned into compost, Used in that bodies exhibit? I think you want to be used in the bodies exhibit. No. A, if you could be used in the bodies exhibit with a horse. Mm, well, no, but I would really like to see my own skeleton. But you're going to be dead. I know. But if, if I could see it while I was alive, I'd want to see all my weird like scoliosis and like what's happening with the vertebrae of my back and like exactly what way my feet are turning. Well, do you mean you want to see... Your skeleton, mm -hmm. or do you mean you want to see an image of your skeleton? Well, if I didn't have to die in order to see my skeleton, I would like to see my actual skeleton. However, since I don't wish for that, an image. Because <laughs> I'd really like to be able to see, like, 
You know what I mean? Like, what's going on with my eight broken ribs? Are they healed yet? Are mm-hmm. they still broken? Like, how's my broken foot looking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my toe. Is it okay now? Which toe is it? My left pinky toe. All right. So let's say you get into an accident and you have to amputate your left leg below the knee. Mm-hmm. Would you want to save that and have them no. take the meat off of it so you could see the bones? No. I would just like to see my entire skeleton moving through space. Is that it? (laughs) 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 Like, that will never happen. I know. (laughs) That will never happen. But like now, why maybe do you think sometime that's... I could get a whole body scan so I could see my whole skeleton. That would be really cool. Would you want to subject yourself to whatever radiation or whatever that they do? If they just would let to, me do it. Just I don't to care. see your skeleton? You don't care? Just to I don't see your care because I've had, you know, I have those things all the time because I'm always breaking stuff. And, but but yeah, not your whole body. Practically. What do you mean Practically. Well, like they did my whole torso for some reason. Ribs? Maybe for ribs or maybe for what else happened? There was something to do with my lymph nodes, remember? Kind of. When they thought maybe I had cancer. And so they did like a whole CT scan of my whole like neck and you know what? You're right. You always stuff. get everything done. Like they, I'm always like getting imaging for random stuff that's wrong with me done. So like, why can't I get it done for something that would actually be cool? Well, you do have a birthday coming up. <laughs> See if I can, for my wife, for my birthday, my wife would like a image of her skeleton moving through space. Can you, what do we got? Is that possible? <laughs> like, aren't you curious about your skeleton? Because uh, you've got your little Michael Calder feet that like go out and they're just like little duck feet. Like, wouldn't you like to see what those look like? But if I, I mean, who's to say that that's skeletal? Maybe that's muscular. Maybe it's tendons. But like, wouldn't if, that be interesting to find out? But I wouldn't find out because if they just took an image of my feet... I would still have all the muscles and stuff attached to it. That's true. If you took all of my flesh off, you defleshed me. And I know there's a word for that. I just can't remember it right now. Skinning? No, that's if you take your skin off. <laughs> um, Jeff would know. That, well, maybe. Um, then you could see if my feet are, you know, it's a skeletal issue or if it's just, you know, a muscle issue or a, you know what I mean? I don't know if we should tell, but I think we should, about how horrible your feet are. My feet are wonderful. No, they are the opposite of flat. Like They're the opposite of flat? Yes, because they actually go the other direction. Like, not in the arch direction, but in the direction right. away from flat. What you're <gasps> saying is they go concave. Uh-huh. But convex, the way a normal arch is, is also away from flat. See, True. that's flat. But they go towards the floor. No, they don't. They do. You're looking at it right now. Does it go towards the floor? Mm, I guess right now it looks okay. Well, but- it, it always does. That's how it looks. I mean, it's flat as a pancake. Mm-hmm. I was called platypus. Who called you platypus? In jiu-jitsu, uh, <laughs> one of the coaches... Uh, said, I yeah, I came in and he said, oh my God, you know, I was thinking about you the other day. You have the flattest feet I have ever seen. It's like a platypus, man. <laughs> I said, yes, I do. Charlie has the same basic feet I've got. So that poor kid. Were his worse? I don't think his were worse, except for that they were uh, one of them. Was his right foot or left foot? When he was born, right. one of his feet, his right foot was turned under. It had gotten wrapped in the umbilical cord, apparently. And so it was like a club foot. Like, if he if he were able to stand upright, his left foot would have been flat on the ground, and he would have been standing directly on his ankle 
with his right, the bottom of his right foot pointed directly at his left foot. And he had to have surgery when he was how old? Six months. God. And he had to wear a cast from the time he was born, and his casts were so cute. I unfortunately forgot to save one until the last one. So the one I have is from when he was six months old, but I wish I had one of those little tiny newborn casts. Yeah, he was cute. Hmm. But he had to wear one after his surgery for a while, right? He did, yeah. Okay. So we have bad feet and bones. (laughs) (laughs) And let's talk about taking all our flesh off to look at them. Now, why would you not want to be in bodies? That exhibit. Um, because I want to be where my horses are. Okay. So I want you to like either I don't care fertilizer. Now let me let me say ashes, something. Whatever's best. Let me just say something. The woman who wants to be buried next to her horses has a husband and two children. I also <laughs> am gonna be buried with you because you said that you were gonna have yourself sprinkled around. So that you could be with me and the horses. <laughs> she, she, she wants to be buried with her horses. Husband and children. That's an afterthought. Maybe if she could get around to it. <laughs> uh, well, what if you can get your Elliot in the, in the bodies exhibit? When he passes away. I don't want my children in the body. Elliot, the, the, Elliot the oh, horse. Elliot the horse. Okay, thank God. Because I was going to say, like, what are you, some kind of sicko? Oh, Elliot the horse. Put him in the body's exhibit after he passes away. And then when you join him in the afterlife, you can be put in I the body's exhibit. I don't want to be exhibit. in the body's exhibit. But that's my question. Why not? Because it just doesn't appeal to me. Oh, okay. So I say no. Well, I want to be in it. I would totally do it. I would be. Nope. You got to be cremated and sprinkled around with my horses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I honestly could not care less what happens after I die to my body. Could you, for real? Um, you know, I don't know, but I know that at your funeral, I'm gonna play "Money Can't Buy You Class" by the Countess. Oh yes! Remember, you said you wanted that. It's 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 one of the best uh, wed, uh, funeral songs I can think wait, of. Wait, 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 wait! Hold on. What are the other words? The politics of love, or something? No, the politics of love. Well, I can't remember the words. Well, all that matters is money can't buy a class by the Countess and uh, Countess de Lesseps. Uh, I wish we could play it. Um, Why don't you play it? People need to maybe listen to it. Well, they have to look it up because you can't play it. It's late. You'd have to pay. <gasps> oh. I definitely am not paying the countess to play her song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. It's The countess, by the way, is from Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. Money Can't Buy You Class is her song. Look I just assumed everybody knew that. I don't think uh, the majority of people know that. Mm. I would not know that, except I watched that season. I watched, how many seasons of Real Housewives did I watch? I watched uh, one season of Beverly Hills. I think I watched two seasons of Orange County way, 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 way back when it was like the only one. And then a season or two of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching the New Jersey one, when it ended, what was that woman that was on it that first season? That everybody hated. Was it Danielle Dan- Staub? Danielle Staub. Um, I don't remember anything about her. I remember she was, people really disliked her in the show. And I'm watching that those shows and thinking to myself, I can't watch this anymore. This is so <laughs> dumb. You, you are funny because you complained about it every single second that you watched it. Like, I have no idea why you watched that many of them. Well, because, because you were just like, this is so stupid the whole time. <laughs> I was, must've been entertained and it was something that I could was doing with you. 
Because now Julia and I, all we do together is watch true crime. That's the only like TV we share. So it's all Dateline, Court Cam, 2020. Uh, what's that one about the kids in prison? I think it's called Kids in Prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the thing is, Michael really only likes to watch shows that have like um, space people in it. dressed like aliens and people in spaceships and stuff. Like if it has that, then he's, what's another what's another name for he's that? All about it, Star Trek. Well, Star Trek is a show, but I mean the genre. Oh, sci-fi. There we go, sci-fi. Yeah, I like science fiction. It has but, to be like you have to have funny-looking ears and a crazy outfit on and like a big old forehead with bumps on it or something. If Michael's gonna watch it, it I'm not. You know, <laughs> that's a bit hyperbole but it's not that far it's really not (laughs) at least you admit it's not that far i mean i will admit that every time uh i am watching tv by myself and julia comes in it she looks over and there's some crazy monster or dead thing or it's always science fiction fantasy horror it's never anything normal Mm -mm. it's it's not a show about real life i never like like you know i really liked friday night lights you know back when it was on Mm -hmm. uh and we liked that show so we would watch that show together yeah but i would never watch it with my myself well see the problem is for that with us i can't really recognize people I don't know what my problem is, but like if there's a TV show that has a whole bunch of characters on it or something, I can't even tell who's who. So I have no idea what's going on. And I spend the whole time just asking Michael questions and he, no, hates wait, that. what are you talking about? Friday night lights? No, I was not Friday night lights, but I was saying like my problem in general. Oh yes, for sure. Is that I can't keep up with which, with who's who and stuff like that. Cause I can't like differentiate between the faces. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> there was a show, gosh, I wish I could remember these these shows' names. There was a show about, um, they were both crime shows. One of them starred, uh, what's her name, Gilly, Jillian Anderson? Oh. Yes. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Not that show, though. Uh, oh. she, where she was in Ireland, she was a detective in Belfast and she was in pursuit. She'd been brought over from London or something and she'd been, she was in pursuit of some serial killer in Belfast. Mm -hmm. Remember this? Mm -hmm. Okay. So while watching that show, there was another show about a a woman who was a detective, a redheaded detective um, in like Seattle. And I can't remember the name of the show, the bridge or I can't. I hate it. No, we watched season after season of it. Oh, okay. So there are these two shows that were on. We 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 streamed them. You know, we were like binge type shows for us. We didn't watch them on television. So we watched the first show with the that was in the Pacific Northwest with the redheaded detective woman, and then she had this like younger partner who had come off of vice. He worked undercover and he was kind of like, I don't know, just kind of like this greasy hip dude. And I think she had a daughter at any rate, the whole first season revolved around uh, this missing girl. Her name was Rose something. And I can't remember. I'm not going to spoil anything because I can't remember the setup of it, but, this woman was missing or murdered. Wait, it wasn't Broadchurch, was it? No, it was not Broadchurch. This was set in Seattle, not not Broadchurch. And okay, so that's the whole setup of this one series. This is just, it's this really gritty Pacific Northwest crime murder show. Uh, the victim of which was this woman named Rose. Now, this other show was with. Jillian Anderson was set in Belfast and was also was about a serial killer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now in this show, uh, 
a woman was attacked whose name was Rose. Okay, so <laughs> we would watch these shows, but then, you know, it'd be like a, a year would pass in between a new series of them being released. And since we waited to binge them, we, you know, we didn't watch them in like in between and they all, they kind of hopscotched each other. So one year you'd have this show with the Pacific Northwest. Then the next year you'd have the show with the Jillian Anderson Belfast. Then the next year you'd have the Pacific Northwest show. So there's sometimes a few years in between when we got to see these shows. So we were watching the show with Jillian Anderson and the opening of the season, the woman named Rose who had been attacked in her show had survived. And Jillian Anderson was interviewing her in the hospital. So we're watching this show. And then Julia starts saying, asking me these questions. (laughs) She says, Oh, she survived. And I said, yeah, yeah. And she survived. That was the, the finale of last season. Julia's, Ask the question, well, what about the other detective? And uh, I'm like, what other detective? Then, well, you know, the guy who was on heroin. And and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? We went around and around, and she kept on asking all of these questions, some of which were about the Gillian Anderson show we were watching, but a lot of which were about the Pacific Northwest show, which she thought this was <laughs> because it was a detective that had red hair and a woman named Rose. Did people look alike? No. <laughs> like Gillian Anderson's character, A, again, had a very thick, I think, English accent. And B, she was always dressed up really sharp. Like her character was like, fully put together this fully sexualized like individual, you know, like, like as if being a detective in London, you you were paid six figures. Okay. And she looked awesome. The detective in the Pacific Northwest show was like a schlump and she was smoking all the time. (laughs) She was like this hard boiled, like detective. (laughs) They were kind of opposites except for they were both, Females with red hair. <laughs> they were detectives. Okay. I messed that up. It took me 45 minutes to understand that she had combined those two shows. So she is correct. You do have a face blindness. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's really bad, too, because <clears throat> I think I seem rude. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times, not as much now that we live here, but when we lived in L.A. and there were so many people everywhere all the time. And like I'd run into somebody and they'd be like, Julia, Hey, how's it going? What's up? And I, I would not have any idea who they were at all. No idea. And so then I would just be like, great. How are you? And then they would leave and I still didn't know who they were. <laughs> and so luckily now I'm 50. And so if people say like, Hey, you know, Julia, whatever. Now I say, remind me where I know you from. And then sometimes it's embarrassing because it'll be like someone that I should know, like my next door neighbor or something. But usually people just tell me and then it's okay. Cause I just, I feel like now I'm just too old to fake it. I'm sick of pretending like I, I know who people are. And Well, I like it the best when you assume somebody is somebody else. And our friend Sylvia, we know who is not a close friend. We've worked with her um, on the house stuff and we're friendly with her. I, Julia was, this is when she had a broken foot and I had to go into the UPS store to send a package. And I said, well, I don't know if they're going to need you in there for something. I don't know what it was, but I thought, well, just stay in the car. And if, you know, we need you for some reason, I'll have the guy come out. And, so I'm while inside, I saw Sylvia there and she's, and Sylvia's from Austria and she was asking how we were and her accent. And I said, Oh, Julia's out in the car. And so we left at the same time. I'd done whatever business I needed to do. No problem. And then Julia saw me and then Sylvia walking towards the car. Do you remember this? And you thought that Sylvia was 
a worker at the UPS store. So you started talking to her like, hi, I have my ID, this and that and the other, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, Julia, this is Sylvia. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, it's kind of like you have Alzheimer's and I'm like your caretaker. It's true. Honey, it's true. This, is, this is a Kimber from down the street, you remember? She brought us those scones. <laughs> she came to say hi. <laughs> that is true. Now, but the thing is, Julia doesn't have any Alzheimer's. She just can't recognize faces for shit, which, which brings me to, I would assume you would enjoy science fiction and space shows because everybody is totally totally different like one guy is just some white guy then you got a guy with weird ears then you got a guy with a bumpy forehead then you got a guy that's actually made out of mud you know what i mean like you can easily distinguish between them okay what is that is that star wars no that's star trek <laughs> but which one? I don't know. Okay, what's the Star Trek theme, the original series theme? I don't know. Oh, good job, sweetie. Do you know it? Yeah. Try it. You can sing it. I don't know if I totally know it. Or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty good. You know what the instrument they use in that uh, opening thing is? Fairman. Wait, what did we just see? Fairman or Fairman? What is it? I don't know what it's called. What did we just see that um, Elliot was very impressed that there was someone playing the harp? Remember? There was somebody playing the harp. And, and he was like, well, you know, it's fancy because they had someone playing the harp. Maybe it, it just, was at Waterford or something. Wait. Yes. Oh, it was at Waterford. It was, was on the tour. Yeah. And playing the harp. We're trying to get Elliot into this fancy private school. Yeah. He doesn't want to go. I'm sure that we'll get in with all of Michael's Hail Satan shirts. <laughs> People will be like, yes, we want that family. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll, we'll sue them. We'll say, hey, they're discriminating against my religion. You can't have a preference. Well, maybe they can. There's, maybe there should be just an all Satan school, you know, like St. Uh, Juliet. Wow. Wow. Did she roll her eyes? <laughs> Don't you think that'd be kind of funny? Like all these Catholic schools, and then you got this one Satan school. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally send the kids to that school. It'd be all science. Be all reason and science. Hun, you're going over the top with all your Satan stuff. I think you are. No. I think you're not going over the top enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I got to say about Michael, though, at least he's got balls. Like, he's just wearing his Hail Satan shirt all around Utah. And he doesn't give a damn, just like Honey Badger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn. Julie asked me tonight what I would do if a Christian came up to me and confronted me about my Hail Satan shirt. Yeah, and he actually had really good answers. I just, I would not care. Like, what would you say? Here, wait, I'll be the Christian. Okay, wait, what, what did the Christian say? Will you remind me? Well, you just pick anything. Like, I'm wearing my Hail Satan shirt. You're some uptight Christian person. Come oh at me. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're wearing that. How can you wear that in this day and age? And what kind of children are you raising? Like, say if the kids were there. maybe. Okay. Say. I would say I'm raising Satanists. <laughs> See, he has, <laughs> he has a lot of really good comments. Okay, wait. Let me be another Christian person. Hold on. Okay. What would another Christian person say? Excuse me. Yes. Hi. Can I help you? Do you mind not? Welcome to that? Lowe's. You want me to take my shirt off or my pants? 
You know what I mean. So my pants then. (laughs) Ma'am, I am married. (laughs) (laughs) He is. Those are my. My. Uh, What's it called? Pants. Uh, Carrots and. (laughs) Twigs and berries. Twigs and berries. Meats and cheeses. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my. Um, Yeah. Did I ever tell you? I went to one um, bachelorette party one time. Sorry, wait. I got to clear my throat. <clears throat> and one of the people who was very fun, who was organizing the party, had the person wear a carrot with two oh, lemons man. as balls the whole night. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. <laughs> now, I want to know. Oh, and sorry, oh. one more thing. The, the, pe- the person who organized the party. Her dog kept eating the carrot. (laughs) (laughs) Who was it for? Wendy. That was her bachelorette party? Okay. She's cool. That's funny. No, I thought you got the stripper. Didn't you get the stripper? Oh, I got the stripper. But someone else brought a carrot and lemons? Yes. On a string? Uh-huh. Who? Miriam. <laughs> Miriam brought that? Yeah, well, it was at her house. So she had that. She had, you know, just the usual, like, penis decorations. Penis oh, of course, straws. the usual. All right. You're getting a call? No, I didn't say that. Oh, sorry, I thought, because you were looking at your watch. No, I got an alert on my watch. Would you like to hear it? Sure. It says, you can still do it. 107 calories to go. And I'll close my move ring. Michael, a brisk 25-minute walk should do it. Hmm. I'm not going to take a brisk 25-minute walk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's cool. Like, you went into a room covered in penises, right? But my Satan shirt, that's where you draw the line. Well, in the penis room... It was just like a handful of friends. Just a handful of penises. It wasn't like you're going to Billy Blanco's and you're walking in and there's like all these like religious Utahns everywhere. But I, no one has, okay, I'm currently wearing a Hail Satan t-shirt. It says establish 666 and there's an upside down cross on it. No one has commented negatively on this shirt only positive comments so why are you worried about it i don't want to talk about satan anymore why not because we talked about that last week for the whole time satan is awesome though let's not talk about him okay let's talk about a baby moose that showed up today (gasps) i don't know if it's a baby though julia thinks it's a baby but i don't know definitely a baby it was so cute so I was in the bathroom. Well, now, why do you say it was, quote, unquote, definitely a baby? Because it was kind of little, and it didn't really have any horns. It's as anything. big as a horse. And are those called horns? Antlers. Oh, okay. <laughs> it didn't have those. <laughs> but, yeah, I was um, getting into the shower, and I looked outside. We live on this golf course. and all of Julia's time, dream, by the way, living on a golf course. Well... I'm really not too into golf, but I do love the nature and the mountains that are behind it. And it's pretty. Uh, and in the wintertime, we can like. Um, Cross country ski. What's that called that we do? Well, no, uh, ice skate on the pond. Oh, okay. That's always fun. Um, But, oh yeah, the moose. So you can talk about the moose. But I just was in the shower and all of a sudden I saw this cute little baby moose standing there. Okay, I'm going to download those pictures tomorrow so you can see the moose because it just, it was big. Like maybe it looked little to you because you were up high and looking down on it, but it was a big moose. Like it was big as a horse. But you know what I thought about it? Huh? It reminded me of Elliot the Kid because it was just totally like calm and peaceful. And it was just like still. And then every now and again, he would look to the side with his eyes. Then he would look to the other side with hey, his Jules, eyes. Hey, Jules, move your microphone towards your mouth. Yeah. You have to talk right into it. Okay. I don't think I've been talking right into it. Well, we'll see. Um, 
Anywho, but he was, was just, very still he and was quiet. Really cute, and and, and he, he looked to me like he couldn't find his mom. He looked to me like he was just chilled out. I mean, one thing I've noticed about Moose since we've lived here, and we, we kind of get Moose regularly walking through our yard, not a lot of the time, but enough of the time where it's not uncommon. They Moose don't give an F, man. Moose don't care at all. They are just moosing it up. They do their thing. They don't care if you're next to them. I went outside one time at night. Julia took the dogs out, and the dogs went hysterical on us. They started just barking and barking and barking. Then I hear Julia screaming, ah, Michael. And so I go in there. And I look outside, and there's a moose right next to our front, or not front steps, but our back porch steps where the dogs are. And the dogs are like two feet from this moose going crazy. So one of the things I say about moose is moose kill more people than bears do. So you're much more likely to be killed by a moose than a bear. Moose are have razor-sharp front hooves, and I'm sure they can do a lot of damage with their, uh, you know, antlers and head and all that kind of stuff. And can't they run over 30 miles an they hour? They can run or 35 miles an hour and, but they'll kick you and they'll, they'll, that's how they'll get you. They'll kick oh. you with their hooves and they can kick right through your chest. Like they <gasps> can punch right through you. They're, they're so powerful. So that's one thing you're told is like, don't go near moose. Beware of moose. Uh, get behind a tree. I don't remember what all the moose stuff is. The moose stuff is, um, hide behind something because they don't have good vision. Right. And they're terrible at hide and seek. So (laughs) hide behind something or whatever. But now you got to remember, we have two little chihuahuas. They're very tiny. One is like four pounds. One is like seven pounds. And eh, Franny might be bigger than seven pounds now. They're not really such good dogs for you, Ty, I got to say. She's a chunky monkey. Well, so they're outside standing right. No one notices this moose. Julia doesn't see the moose. I I wasn't there. Uh, And the dogs didn't see the moose until they were right next to the moose, freaking out. So I decided I had to take my life into my own hands and take the risk and go get the dogs because the moose would just kill the dogs. The moose could not have cared less about me or the dogs. It stood there and just looked at us while the dogs were going crazy. Julia was screaming bloody murder and I was (laughs) running outside scooping up dogs. Like, you know, I was some sort of nine 11 hero. Yeah. It was crazy because he was literally like less than a foot from this moose picking up the dogs. And I, I have to say it was pretty manly. Well, like I was impressed, but I was also like, what the fuck is he doing? Okay. Again, I guess it's, it's impressive. If you know, moose are super dangerous. This moose didn't move a muscle. There was never a threat in any way (laughs) that this moose, the moose wasn't even amused by me. It was Mm -hmm. just sort of like looking at me as though, you know what it kind of looked like to me? A dog watching television. Mm. Like it mm-hmm. was just, it it saw movement. It was completely disinterested in whatever the movement was that it saw. It had zero content context for it. It just could not have cared less. What was that moose book that we used to read? Moose Tracks? Who left uh-huh. all these moose tracks? How was that book? Remember it? Yeah. The moose got home from something and said, and there was houses full of animals. And he's like, there's a yak and a bear and a whatever but who left all these moose tracks and there's moose tracks all over the house mm-hmm. and there's no moose at the house except for the moose whose house it was and the moose himself had let let tracked mud all through his own house that's right yes so at the end after running around accusing everybody i can't remember why all the animals were in his house was it a party or something? I don't know. I feel as though they were eating in the kitchen or something. Well, they were doing all sorts of stuff. He didn't just go into the kitchen. He went all over the house because there's moose tracks everywhere. Bathtub, moose tracks everywhere. 
And it was him all along. You're going to learn a lot about life from that. You know, people, if you see moose tracks, they're probably yours. Also, moose will shit in your yard. (gasps) 25 pounds of poop. They will shit in your yard. (laughs) And I don't know if people who don't live in the mountains know this, but... It will be an entire trash bag full of shit. Well, it won't be an entire, it's not 50 pounds of of crap, but it's a heavy bag of poop. It's like you need a trash bag. Oh, you need need a trash bag. Like a grocery bag would definitely not do it. Oh, no way. (laughs) I would never try that. I had to use a shovel. It was like shoveling, you know, when you see a guy at the zoo with the elephants or something. It was so much poop. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Especially the first time that happened, remember? Oh, I very now clearly we're remember. we're kind of over it. We're like, okay, giant moose poop. Well, I'm not over it because I always have to clean it up, and it's nasty. <laughs> it's so You know much what's funny? Poop. I don't even clean up the deer poop because I just feel like it's little pellets. It's perfectly like clean poop. Well, the gardeners clean it up. That's true. But, like, I clean up the dog poop. In between when the gardeners come. Well, but dog poop and deer poop are different. The deer poop, I'm just kind of like, oh, it's just deer poop. Who cares? Dog poop. Deer poop, if you stepped in deer poop, it wouldn't get all over your shoes. Just like horse poop. Horse poop is mostly hay. Yeah. It's not that gross. It, it really isn't that gross. I'm totally surprised about cleaning up horse poop and being like, eh, isn't that bad? <laughs> I never like the thought of like if you're cleaning up your baby poop or horse poop, your baby poop is way worse. Mm-hmm. Like cleaning up a baby's poop way grosser than cleaning up horse poop. Horse poop doesn't smell all that bad really. And if it dries out, it's basically just dirt. Hey, you know, like it kind of turns back into hay. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> What are the kind of poop you know, want to talk about? <laughs> oh, have we already talked about the poop story? You know which one? No. Do you want to tell that story? I will let you. No, you should. Okay. So, speaking of poop, I wish I could remember everything about this, but I know that I was like chilling out on the couch with our dog Franny. And oh, we have a lot of poop stories with Franny, actually. And our son Elliot had been sitting there eating this giant box of um, milk duds, and I remember like drooling over the milk duds and kind of wishing I could have some milk duds while he was eating them, you know. But then it was time for bed, so I went upstairs and read him a story and tucked him in and everything. <laughs> and then I came back down, and then there was a um, milk dud on the couch. And I was like, oh, cool, here's one. And I went and popped it in my mouth and bit down, and it was Franny's poop. It was a kernel of dog poop. Oh, God. <laughs> so gross. Luckily, I spit it out. Like, I didn't swallow anything or whatever, but. Thank God. It was gross. Then recently, the last couple of months, I can't remember exactly when this happened. Do you remember this? I was sitting on the couch, and, uh, I smelled a bunch of, I smelled dog poop. So I was like, God dang, Franny. And I looked over and there's a big old turd sitting on the couch. And I'm like, oh my God, Franny pooped on the couch. Gross. Then I looked down and she was at that moment pooping on me. I was like, she's pooping on me. (laughs) Poor Franny's so old. (laughs) And then years ago, when we were first year living here, Charlie had this girlfriend in eighth grade. And so we decided to have her and her family over for dinner one night. Which now I realize, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, when you're a 14-year-old boy, you do not want your mom inviting your girlfriend and their whole family over for dinner. (laughs) It was perfectly nice. (laughs) And so, you know, 
it was our it was his first girlfriend. It was the first time we'd met a family of a girlfriend, all that stuff. And we wanted to make a really good impression. So we, you know, obviously cleaned up and I, did we order food or make food? Whatever we did, we went to a lot of trouble. I know, but I remember like we had a bunch of fancy hors d'oeuvres. Oh yeah, we hors d'oeuvres it. There was like these great yeah, and we had a. Uh, like Stan Getz playing on the radio. We did. And we had all like the a, candles lit all over. Oh the yeah, candles everywhere. And we the they come in, the kids, Elliot, uh, Charlie, his girlfriend, and I think she had a brother or something that was there. Maybe it was I just think her. So. And they all went upstairs. And so we got the the parents a drink and we sat down and I was holding Franny and we were having a little chat and I looked down and uh, there's poop on my chair. And then I look on the floor and there's poop all over the floor. And, and it was diarrhea. It was not good. And uh, it had been stepped in. <laughs> it was, it was all over everywhere it wasn't just like one little poop the bite size or derf size poop no it was everywhere and so for the first and the people had just walked in so for the first 45 minutes of them being there i was on the floor on my hands and knees scrubbing so was i scrubbing up oh that's right scrubbing Both of us were. i remember i had a knife and i was scraping off the diarrhea oh and we were just like but we were at the same time trying to have a normal conversation because yes. it was like so anyway oh yeah you like jazz jazz is very nice we went to usc oh that's true oh yes la-di-da whatever the stock market blah 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 and we're scraping up diarrhea that whole time and then it was like okay well uh dinner <laughs> i just feel like of course that would happen to us i'm totally that was so perfect <laughs> diarrhea everywhere well hun you want to wrap it up here you had a little wrap it up look on your puss sure okay well uh that's it for today it has been an honor and a privilege talking to you all about diarrhea. And what else did we cover today? Tiny bit of Satan shirt. And I can't remember the first. Uh, oh, uh, getting, all, I don't know what's called member, but scraping off the flesh. Oh yes. Defleshing yourselves. Um, anyway, this is an evil little podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Boop a doop a doop a doop outro. Boop a doop.